My biggest fear would be when the first comes and I don't get the rent. I found that my tenant had dumped concrete down my toilet. Can you believe Fair Housing fined me $5,000 for that? How do you onboard your tenants? What do you do? I don't even know if I do it right. If you're a landlord, don't just rent, rent perfect. The Rent Perfect Podcast with property expert and private investigator, David Pickron. Well, hello. How are you doing today? We're glad you're here uh, joining us. We're grateful here to have Scott Aubrey, my sidekick all the time. Scotty, before we kind of just started this podcast, you and I were having a little conversation. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we like to go to this throwback. Like, I don't know if that was our glory years right. or, you know, old <laughs> songs, old commercials we constantly bring up. But but you brought up an old television show yeah. that I loved. And tell me. tell me. So I loved the Andy Griffith show. Okay. I really did. I loved watching that as a kid. I wish I, I could whistle, like yeah, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I always, I always thought it was just so fun. I mean, little, uh, little Opie's out, you know, fishing and with his right. dad, and they're hanging out together. But as you, as you looked at that show, I, was, I, was, I just thought it was so funny because you had Sheriff Andy, who was kind of this stern Southern gentleman. You had right. Aunt B, who was in everybody's business, right? And you had Barney Fife, who's probably my favorite character on the show, and just you know, kind of that goofy deputy. But one of the things, you know, I think you had, I think Otis was the town drunk, and he was always coming in and out of the jail. He'd um, check himself in. Yeah. Right, yeah, he'd check himself <laughs> in sometimes, right? But it was such this idyllic little setting where, and, and, and I mean, it still carries on today. People, when they talk about the perfect little town, they talk about Mayberry. Right. Right? And the thing about Mayberry is the minute somebody new came into town, everybody knew it. Like, not even into town. Like, they stepped off right. the bus. First step off like the bus, yeah. Boom. Yeah, that small town, every business owner's looking out the window when the bus pulls yeah. into town, and they're right. like, well, who, what, what's, you know, is trouble rolling in? Right. Right, right, and so I, I love that show. I, and there's so many. If you, it, this is just an aside, but if if you ever want to teach your kids something, go watch an episode of Andy Griffith together. There are so many little moral lessons within each episode, but it does teach me take me back to this beauty of the small town. Yeah, how many people were in Mayberry? I mean, like three. Yeah, I mean, we saw about <laughs> ten characters, right? You got the guy that's fixing. You got Goober fixing trucks, and you got Otis <laughs> the drunk. And right. yeah, I mean, it's a small town, but I mean, it's there. There, there was some beauty in that in that little small, perfect little setting. Yeah, so my uh, my wife grew up in Montana. So, okay. and I, I'm a native Arizonan, but I feel like I have Montana roots. Been married 26 years. Yeah. Yes, yesterday, by the way. Oh, congratulations! So, yeah, it's a big day. But anyways, um, love love to feel like I'm from Montana because all I've ever known is just hot Arizona. Right now, I only go to Montana from June to August. I was there Labor Day weekend one weekend and it snowed. It was too cold for me. And <laughs> lizards just don't do well. Right, um, cold blooded. Cold, so. cold weather. Yeah, exactly. But we're uh, we're up in Dillon, Montana. One uh, one little trip here a few years back, and population five thousand. Okay, <laughs> a little bigger than Mayberry, but yeah. still today's Mayberry. <laughs> yeah, right. Still has the bus come through town. Right, right. Um, love little Dillon, Montana. Great little fishing hunting spot. If you guys know where that is, but uh, I'm in the Safeway there, and we're looking to get some groceries to grill some some dinner up. And uh, my wife kind of nudges me on the shoulder and kind of lowers her voice, and I know there's something important coming. Right. right. And she says, I see that guy right there. I'm like, yeah, that 60-year-old gray-headed <laughs> like, guy that's kind of limping a little bit. She's like, yeah, he got three girls pregnant in high school, and he's a drunk. And I'm like, okay, and that, that like, does what for me? And like, that impacts me like how? I right? could care less. I'm sure every person down every aisle has a story. Life is tough. We yeah. have stories in yep. our life, right? And uh, you dig deep enough, you're going to find stories about everybody. But for some reason, she felt like she 
wanted to point that out. Now, my, I will defend my wife in all. She's not really a gossiper. She's no. not really. But I thought it was interesting that this guy wasn't even her generation. So it wasn't like she went to high school with him. Mm-hmm. But his reputation got passed down from her parents to her, right? And um, she's going to kill me when she hears this, by the <laughs> way, because you make me look bad. <laughs> but the whole point is, is just like Mayberry, what you talked about, is in small towns, people know things that we don't know in big towns. Mm-hmm. And um, her grandpa was going to rent the, the next home on his very same lot. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, grandpa, this is what I do for a living and, you know, all this stuff. And, and so make sure before you, you commit to anything that you run this, son... I know this family, you know, right. gives me the, we do handshake deals and whatever. And after listening to him and all that he knew about the person, I was probably like, yeah, you're right. You probably have more information than what I could give you statistically on paper right. on credits and, and evictions and criminal. You're probably in, in good yeah. shape, Grandpa. I, I'm, I'm calling, I'm going right. to call this generational background screening. Yeah. Because that's really what it is. Yeah. In those, in that, in that 100%. Instant. And yeah. so, you know, Renting in Dillon, Montana, population 5,000, is completely, totally different than renting in Phoenix, Arizona, where you have 5 to 8 million people in the metro area, right? And so um, if you know this person lived in Dillon their whole life, and then, then you can search Dillon. But here's the fact is these big cities, people are moving. They're moving in. They're moving out. They're escaping mm-hmm. their history, right. right? I mean, if you lived in Dillon, Montana, and you robbed the uh you know bank when you were 18 years old you probably have to leave that community because that's what you're going to be known right. for right yep but you rob a bank in phoenix and unless you read the news story or watch tv at night you're never even going to know yeah the news cycle has you washed out the next day you're for the next guy exactly yeah. exactly yeah. but but scott why do you think we should run back background checks on people nationwide because a lot of i'll get a lot of calls saying hey listen should i just run arizona right you know? Yeah, I mean, statistically, we know that of people that are released from prison, one in six, so 16%, leave the state that they were in, incarcerated in. And so it's not like they're just sitting around waiting to, you know, in their same community. A lot of these guys are running. Right. And they're running for, you know, multitude of reasons. Number one probably is just to get away from if they're in a community, right? A fresh new start, yeah. right? Let's right. get a fresh new start. Right. But the savvy criminal, because we see this all the time. We, run, we have an employment screening business as well. And so we, we see thousands and thousands of backgrounds, you know, every month. And, and what we see a lot of times is, is individuals are leaving states that have restrictive criminal They're hard reporting. on crime. Right, 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 hard on crime to states that might be a little less restrictive, exactly. might be a little more lenient, a little more criminal friendly. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, just to come to mind, there's a couple of states in the, in the United States that have limited reporting rules we can only go back seven years okay so california is one of california them. new york so that yeah so those areas where you know hey i have something from 10 years ago if i live in illinois it's going to get reported right but if i move to california it can't be used against me in housing in employment right so it, I, i'm getting a, a new start but it's kind of and if it is used talents. against me over seven years in California, I'm getting paid because I'm going to an yeah. attorney. Yeah, I'm getting a $10,000 check. And you you broke the law. And yep. so a lot of people will say, hey, we're moving to California so I can make that criminal history, you know, disappear. Yeah. And so um, 
Yeah, different states operate differently. You know, I'm, I've been watching Colorado a bit, and we talked about Colorado in the last podcast a little bit, but when they first came out and made marijuana legal recreationally, who do you think moved to Colorado? Yeah. Right? Potheads. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, I mean, users, right? Yeah. Marijuana users move there because now yeah. it's like, oh, this is a, it's right. an, e- yeah. And as Colorado, are you, are you, I mean, you open your doors to that. Yeah. And whether the lawmaker looked at it or not, you've opened your doors to that. You have. You've completely opened your doors yeah. to them. So it's so important to know we're a nation where people are just moving. Some of them fresh starts. Some of them are escaping. Everyone has their own story. But mm-hmm. a criminal background check nationwide is absolutely critical. Um, you know, just staying locally does not cut it anymore. And I really want to push, you need to have a PI. You really need to have a private investigator help you with these. I mean, there's all these instant databases. I know Zillow, Smart Move, they all have these instant databases. When you get back a no record found out of those instant databases, really all they're saying is we don't have a record of anything. It doesn't say yeah. that that doesn't exist. And a PI yeah. can dig a little deeper. Uh, we have tools where we can find out whether they lived in Dillon, Montana, mm-hmm. or they lived in Pennsylvania or Florida, and then we go looking deeply into those courts to get you that record. Remember... Any information that we can get you helps you make a great decision on a future applicant so you can make money and have a very good business relationship. So, yep. That's what we want. Let's look at the past, make great business decisions, and part of that is having a nationwide criminal history. I want to rent in Mayberry, right? Yeah. I mean, I want I want to know the sheriff. I want to know I'm protected. I want to know I'm safe. I want to know when someone walks into my property to see it. It's almost like they're getting off the bus stop in Mayberry because I can control the four corners of my property. So think of our houses or our, our apartments or whatever rental units we have. That's our Mayberry. We need to know everything that is going on in our asset mm-hmm. to protect ourselves. So I love that show, and I think we can all have our own little Mayberry in our lives. Yeah. Do things right, and you have your own Mayberry. I love that. That's a great. Can can you whistle heading out of the show or? No, not today. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know. So, until next time, I appreciate that. Please forgive me for for that. And until next time, continue to rent perfect.